All right, episode number 20 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, and I promise, kind of promise, that we will have an intro song next season. Um, maybe in the offseason we'll do that, but we have a lot to figure out. And at the end of the episode, we will discuss our plans, or not even really plans, we haven't even really talked about it, but we'll figure something out, probably live on the air, um, with our offseason schedule. But we are coming to you at number episode number 20. This will be uploaded probably around midnight on Friday, which if you count it as Saturday, it's March 21st. So a little bit of Saturday morning listening to a podcast since I'm assuming that most people in, Probably in bed. the country are self-quarantined yes. at home. So you have They time better be in Illinois. Yeah. Starting at five o'clock tomorrow, I think. We also have a lot of listeners from California via the metrics and California is doing the same thing. So you got to think about that. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So this episode is going to be talking about our awards from the season. We have five awards to hand out. I mean, two of them are more so, you know, whatever, but um, (laughs) we forgot to run the numbers on our player of the game totals, but that's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure we all know that IO and Kofi led the way for that, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about our awards for the season. We're going to differ on a couple of these, I'm sure. Um, maybe next year we'll do like a poll and have everyone vote if we have a bigger audience by then, hopefully. Uh, then we'll talk about our preseason predictions. We'll recap some of the uh, finer moments of the 19 and 20 season uh, that ended in a very horrible way, um, not because of the Illini, but other things, obviously. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, transfer portal, which is just going off these days. There's like 3,000 guys transferring. Everybody's getting ready to um, move. Now we'll talk a little bit about recruiting and some stuff that we could see with this year's class and then moving on to the future and maybe some buzz around um, other players that could be coming here. Maybe someone's going to reclassify. You don't know. But um, – a little bit about uh, what Illinois might try to do with their 2021 20, uh, schedule. Talk about that. They already have a game that's set in stone we'll discuss, and then a couple other things with that and all that. So I guess we'll just start now um, as I just watched Gonzaga beat Siena down in a College Hoops 2K8 simulation. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, I love people are still keeping the madness going even when we don't actually have it. It's making me sad. That's overall. I agree with that. Um, yeah. We can talk about that a little later, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. It's a little bit of a complicated situation with uh-huh. there being like 3,000 people doing that, right? But, all right, 2019 20 awards. We're going to go from the bottom up. So, the biggest disappointment of this season, and we're not trying to shred this player, we're saying based on the expectations we had going in, and some of it's not their fault. If you were to say Tevion Jones was the biggest disappointment, which he's not what I would say, it's not really his fault that he's the biggest disappointment for the most part. So we'll right. leave it at that. But your biggest disappointment was go. My biggest disappointment of the year was uh, Georgie B. Um, just because he was coming in this new role. Um, and I just got some stats from last year, this year, which I know they completely don't have anything to do with each other because he was playing the center last year, playing the five spot, and now he's playing the four spot. But um, last year his stats were 26 minutes per game, 54.2% from the field, 65% from the free throw line, um, five, 5.2 rebounds, 0.8 blocks, 0.7 steals, and 12 points, 12 and a half points per game. So this year, Georgie had 23.2 minutes. He shot 42.9% from the field. 
he actually shot 30.6% from three, which I was kind of surprised. Um, and last year he shot 16.7%. So his three-point shooting was actually better. Um, I don't know how many threes he took last year, but um, rebound numbers were down. He had 4.8 rebounds per game, um, had 1.6 assists this year. So that stat was up, but he only scored 6.8 points per game. Um so I just think I and I, I'm sure that Georgie felt like his season was probably a, a disappointment too. Um, not ripping on him, he was in a new role. I felt like he got better towards the end of the year um, when they started, you know, subbing him in for Kofi. Took him out of the starting spot, and then he got to come in for Kofi and get go back to his normal position. Um, so I hope to see that next year a little bit more. Um, I hope he's that guy that comes in and gives Kofi breaks. Sometimes they can maybe be on the court together once they get this all figured out. Um, but I, Georgie's, I, Georgie is a great kid, and I, and I really just want to see him succeed. So, um, sadly, I'm giving it to Georgie just because uh, you know, how much he, it seemed like he digressed this year. I don't think it was all him, but um, he definitely had a down season. All right, so my pick, I hate to do this to this guy. He's one of my guys, okay? I know what um, you're going to say. He's, he, I, I expected more. <laughs> I have to give him props because he honored his commitment to Illinois when everyone else was leaving. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because of the expectations. And my guy is Trent Frazier. Um, I just, you know, he didn't shoot very well, especially down the stretch. They were winning despite him not being able to shoot for the most part. I don't even remember a game this year, maybe in non-conference, a game this year where he actually like was hitting shots consistently. It really felt like he didn't. And, uh, you know, it's it was his junior year, supposed to be one of the better shooters on the team. Year two of him playing with Io DeSumo, with Andres Feliz. I don't understand why he was so bad. I guess maybe it's uh, just one of those things. It doesn't seem like anything mechanically or – um, anything he was doing differently, I just uh, it was just a he weird. He seemed uniform. to have a lot of shots that were in the basket and yep. just popped out too. Um, yep. When he started on that and t- talked about him sticking around, I really thought that you were going to say Kipper Nichols. <laughs> I, 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 you know, the expectations were so low, and <laughs> he really saved a lot of his season in the Iowa game. That yeah, he did. Game. He did, and I'm glad that he had a great game that last game. So. Yeah, so, I mean, Frazier, just the thing, you know, hopefully he's back to where he was in his first two years at Illinois in year four. Um, I would assume that depending on what Adam Miller does and how good he is would determine what kind of offensive load we see on Trent Frazier because I think we're all expecting Kofi to take a huge leap from year one to year two. Now, if Kofi does regresses like Georgie did – we are screwed. Um, <laughs> True. So that takes me to the biggest surprise, which yours is who? I'm going to go with Alan Griffin for this. Um, and and I know that people thought that he was going to have a great season. Um, we did a, a preseason under the radar. I, we talk about that right later, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, we did that. I didn't pick him bec- for that because I thought he would have a good season. Um, and I'll – talk about who I picked later, but, uh, I, but I didn't expect him to be this big of a contribution. Um, I thought he exceeded my expectations completely. The 24 points that he had against Northwestern off of some stellar shooting, didn't know he was that good of a shooter. Um, he had 10 games this year in double digits. 
And uh, he started sliding a little bit towards the end of the season. Uh, I think guys, I think teams actually started guarding, guarding him better after that Northwestern game. Um, and, and he did, he did everything he did playing averaging like 18 minutes a game. So uh, not only was I surprised by how well he was as a shooter now, I was kind of surprised by his athleticism because I didn't see that a lot last year. Um, had some really nice alley-oops thrown to him. Um, had that one sweet, you know, rebound dunk and that I can't remember what game that was, but uh, I'm going to go with Alan Griffin. I know it's a, I know it's a, Oh, but he was supposed to be good this year, but I still think he was a bigger surprise than what I thought he would be. Yeah. I thought Alan Griffin was going to be good. I just didn't think that he would shoot as well as he did this season. I did not pick him. Um, but I think Alan Griffin off the bench next year, if he does come off the bench, which I think it's kind of 50, 50 right now, he's going to be a weapon with this shooting. So that's going to be big. Um, my biggest surprise was actually Kofi Coburn, because I did not think he would do what he did in year one, as good as he was, because I remember you remember <laughs> watching that game in high school, yeah. which that isn't the end all be all. I think we all knew that no. he was going to get in better shape at Illinois. I cannot, I can't like, believe how good a shape he got in, honestly. Yeah, he looked slow and, and I had to pudgy basically. Um, in that's that hard, you know, it's hard, you know, when you're weighing that much and you're like eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> right. It makes you a little slower. So. Yeah. So, I mean, Illinois did a great job. They do ever since Underwood's gotten here. I think the conditioning has just been so good. Um, Kofi was a prime example of that. Now, once he gets a little bit more polished in year two, we would assume that's going to happen. You better watch out because I yeah. think he's going to be putting up, you know, 18 and 10 night in night out consistently in the big 10 because i think looking at next year the only big that i can think of in the big 10 that i already know is probably going to be better because of what we saw this year is luca garza but i mean i think mm -hmm. coburn uh i didn't expect him to be as consistent and as good as he was and i think it helps you know uh getting your bearings under control and getting ready for the big 10 season um when you're facing lesser yeah. competition and he did face some good competition but I think it helps you know um, getting a feel for what it's like to play in a college game and I think it might help him more if they do ramp up the competition in non-conference next year yeah um, and and with the the conditioning and stuff yeah Adam Fletcher has been doing a great job but I think that they may overwork the guards the shooters um like guys like kofi i get need it georgie needs it um and that might have had something to do with fraser's shot because just look at kipper you know um when he was a sophomore or whatever he was a, a good he had a good shot um you know played well i don't know what its numbers were um i can look those up but i just feel like you know they're they're they might be working them too much a little too much for a shooter um just I, I feel like that changes your shot once you start building all that muscle. Um, that probably you know. explains why they aren't that good at shooting compared to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I love the conditioning. I love what he did with Kofi, and I think Kofi's a great pick for biggest surprise because you are right. I didn't expect him to do this much um, this soon. So. So for defensive player of the year, I feel like there's a consensus pick here, and I hope that we agree, but I don't know if we will. Um, what's your pick? Um, I went with Demonte Williams. Okay, okay. Um, 
it it was basically between him or Trent Frazier for me. Um, it, Frazier had a great last game guarding Frederick, um, but DeMonte basically guard the other, guarded the other team's best player day in and day out, um, game after game. And I figured that – and I don't have any stats because, I mean, Illinois' defense – defense is a hard thing to go off stat-wise, you know, um, steals and blocks or whatever. But uh, I, I feel like if, if his defense is good enough for Brad Underwood to put him as a starter over other guys that can score, then he definitely deserves defensive player of the year. Yeah, I don't think it was close for me. I mean, Frazier was Frazier was really good defensively for the first couple months. I feel like it kind of slowed down a little more. I think the worst that he was doing offensively, his defense kind of got hurt by that. But I think he was good overall. But, I mean, DeMonte was dominant defensively for mm-hmm. almost every single Big Ten game. Like, you look at what he did against Iowa in that last game, um, even though Iowa was hitting, like, everything at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, absolute defensive clinic against yeah. Penn State, um, just everything. I mean, he, yeah. night Penn in, night State, out. Uh, Minnesota was a big one. He had a big steal, big block. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he definitely was locked down. Just to go back real quick, I looked up Kipper's numbers. So here they are. Freshman year, 45% from the field. Sophomore, 43. Uh, junior, 42. Senior, 38. Yep. Pretty big okay. difference. But listen to this difference. You ready for this? Three-point percentage. Freshman year, 44%. Uh, sophomore year, 37%. Junior year, 21%. And senior year, 10%. <laughs> that that's, is that's, a big slide. That is something that we will never see again. <laughs> well, but, you never know. They might bring them back. I don't know what's going on with all that stuff. but Yeah. Uh, not gonna happen. All right, you can transfer if he's coming back. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, the NCAA wouldn't do something like that. Um, anyway, sixth man of the year. I feel like there's, I guess, a consensus pick. I mean, I know. Yeah, this one was kind of weird, but um, because they changed the lineup, you know, the yeah. once Georgie started to struggle, you got to change it up. Yep. Yeah. So who's so, your pick? Andre Felice. Okay. Uh, is my pick. Um. I just kind of feel like how do you not give the sixth man of the year to the guy that went from sixth man to starter? Um, kind of seems like a no-brainer to me. Um, besides, besides I, I really think he's going to be the biggest loss from this team because I really think that Io, there's a, a – I'm going to say over 50% chance that Io comes back just because with all the corona stuff going on. Um, if, they, if they hold draft back until August or whatever they're talking about, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's just going to hurt IO's stock. Yeah. So uh, right now he's second round on the draft boards, late second round. Okay. Um, let's just be honest about something here. Does IO, I, I don't want to turn this into a whole IO discussion because we'll probably talk about that <laughs> later, yeah. but does he want to play in the G league for two years or play in the, in the NCAA tournament? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I think that the Michigan state slip really scared him. So I think that's part of it. Um, if there was a tournament, I think he would have been done. But now that there's not, uh, I think it's still up in there. But back to Andre Felice, sixth man of the year, um, 11 points per game. Uh, the probably the I would say he's the smallest guy on the court. Him and uh, Frazier got to be pretty close. Uh, was second in the team in rebounds per game with five. So out rebounded Georgie, um, basically everybody else but Kofi. 
Um, and he was just that guy that you knew you could go to him and get buckets when you kind of needed them. He had a few off games, but pretty much shot very well. I mean, I there's he's one of the best with body control for a small guy once he gets down in the paint. So, um, yeah, that's Andre Felice. I, I, I'm assuming that you're the same, but. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> easy pick for me. I think that uh, just a uh, complete total glue guy. I know that's what mm-hmm. people call him. Um, he was on the all glue guy first team. So shout out to that. Um, body control, incredible. I hope that Underwood can find another Juco guy like him. Uh, that would be yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Um, and and like we've said before, he was the number one Juco player coming when he came to Illinois. So yeah. uh huge get by, by Underwood and his staff um, need to kind of keep doing that because those Juco guys can come in and make an immediate impact. Yeah. And another thing, I think Feliz's number one moment this season was the game at Iowa when he was an absolute <laughs> The <machine>. rebound. <laughs> The rebound? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. I've never seen a small guy like him rebound so well. Yeah, and he – I know that he riled you up a little bit when he was taking some threes. Oh, he took way too many threes. He had a really nice shot. He just didn't make that many. Yeah, and he took a lot of them late in the shot clock. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, But, yeah, he's 27% shooter from behind the arc. You you don't need need to take four or five a game. So – well, the Illinois offense made no sense for the whole season, so maybe Underwood can figure that out. But uh, we'll see. That remains to be seen because, you know, Io coming back or leaving completely changes what they do on offense. But right. whatever. Um, most valuable player, I have a feeling that you are an Io hater. Your thoughts? I am not an Io hater, okay? So I picked Kofi Coburn. I can't get behind that. I picked Kofi Coburn because – he was second in the team in scoring, 13.3 points per game, led the team in rebounding with 8.8, and he was first in block shots with 1.4. But everybody talks about Brad Underwood's defensive change. There's this great, oh, man, he brought in this guy and he did all this stuff. No, the defensive change was having Kofi Coburn in the lane. This team does not win 21 games if Kofi isn't on this team. So that is why I picked him. Io, I mean, it was real close, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want us to, you know, have all the same picking and it, this just be a boring podcast, right? That's fair. So, um, Kofi Coburn led the team with his inside presence. Like I said, 1.4 blocks, but he changed so many shots. He changed so many offensive sets with just the way he is. Um, uh, they, you know, led them basically to fourth in the Big Ten, one game out of finishing first um, behind three teams. So definitely just going to say Kofi because of because this team couldn't have won 21 games without him. Okay, so I agree with almost everything you're saying, but <laughs> they – okay, no, here, I have like 17 points here. Okay, number one. Uh-huh. They won 12 games before he got here. If Io was not on this team this year, what would they win? Like eight, nine, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Io is a complete athletic freak at the guard position. Six, five. 
He can finish like no other. If he had a better shot, he'd be the best player in the country probably. Not really, but close. Um, I sound like an idiot with some of these points so far. I'm not delivering them very well, but we'll, we'll, no, that'll get better. You're doing that'll fine. You're doing fine. I just want to criticize myself because I know people <laughs> are probably doing it. No. I didn't get off to a very good start with my wording there. It's like 11. I'm a little tired, but here we go. All right. <laughs> Another thing about Io. The game against Rutgers, when he didn't play, they sucked. Their right. offense looked horrendous. A game without Kofi, I think they would be able to play a little better. Now, granted, no one went into the rack and played very well most of the time. That's fair. You could make that argument that playing at Rutgers, whether Iowa was there or not, they probably would lose that game. Uh-huh. Just We talked about it during the Rutgers game. They looked so bad without him. And then he comes back against Penn State. They were not going to win that Penn State game without him. So, I agree. They wouldn't have won a lot of games without him. He, he was absolutely the, the dagger. And I got to be fair, Kofi can win it next year. Okay. He can win okay. it. Okay. We'll give him well, MVPs. I can't get it. I didn't give Io any awards. I feel terrible now. You should. I mean, I was <laughs> I was holding myself back from giving him all five. <laughs> Biggest no. disappointment. Yeah. All that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, Io, like I said, he definitely was the best player on this team. Um, I was just I was just trying to change it up a little bit. I think and Io points. averaged average for a guard three turnovers a game i can't get behind that and he shot 48 percent from the field what are you gonna do exactly <laughs> he has that bad imagine if he had a good like a really good shot he'd be shooting like 80 percent so yeah um i mean your points were fair i think that you made much more intelligent points than i did <laughs> and i know that io gets all the pub and he's the big big dog in town but yeah. kofi i can get i i can I be okay with him. okay how about this co-mvp io and kofi that's fine, yeah. Okay. Um, but you should still feel bad for not giving Iowa. I, I do feel terrible now that I look at it. We could get most likely to, I love you, Io. Most likely don't, don't leave. Most likely to play in the NBA someday. Io Desumu. There's yeah, his award. There you go. There you go. This is this is now high school. So there you go. <laughs> most likely. Okay, most likely to I that would I can't do that. It'd probably get pretty nasty. I was gonna say something about like Kipper not being good. Anyway, okay. Wow. That was mean. I apologize to Kipper. I know he listens. Sorry, Kipper. Um, very sorry about that. We love that you. Just... Great, great last game. Yep. Good job. All right. Preseason Next. predictions. Yeah, I don't think we ever talked about this on pod, did we? Uh, I don't remember. I think we just did this to do it. Were, yeah, we, we did this before even... we decided to even do the podcast, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Because the podcast oh. came in in like when the hell was our first episode? I don't know. I don't know, but it was, it was 20 episodes ago. I think can, you guys, can you believe that we did 20 of these? We're one-fifth to 100. And proud of ourselves. The, when they win the championship, we'll be almost at like 50. There you so go. There you go. All right. Um, I think we did this before the Hawaii game was our first episode or something around there. Uh, and we talked about how they had so many days off. Whatever. I think it was after the first three games, but I digress. All right. We did non-conference record predictions. We did a conference record prediction. We did a final record prediction. We did a team leaders prediction with points, assists, rebounds, and blocks. And then we did an under-the-radar stud pick, which <laughs> yours is yikes, but we'll get into that. It's not a yikes. What do you mean? <laughs> it's not really his fault, but we'll get into that. All right, exactly. non- non-conference. So I have a game-by-game game written down on a pad here, like my picks that I picked. Yeah, I should. I wish I would have kept mine now. 
looking yeah, back. I did the entire Big Ten as well, and I actually scored pretty well. I think I only missed like <laughs> five games in the Big Ten um, when I picked them to win or lose, which if they lost and I picked them to lose, that's a win, so on and so forth. We'll get into that. All right. <laughs> eight and three was what I had them going in non-conference, which what did they do? They went eight and three. Eight and um, three, great pick. They lost to Arizona, which I got. They lost to Miami, which I got. And they lost to Missouri, which I did not get. I picked them to lose to Old Dominion for some reason because I wanted to get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so You just knew they'd lose three games out of that weak yeah, non-conference which, schedule, which kind of disappoints me because I only had them losing one game. Ten and one is, was my pick. Losing to Arizona. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't have lost the two games that they did. That's um, true. I, well, we got to give credit think to Miami. What this team could have been. This team could have been 26 and – Five. We don't want to get into that, but uh, <laughs> we got to give a little bit of credit for Miami. They came out just curb stomping Illinois. A little bit of credit there. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a wake up call, and I believe Missouri was too. When when Missouri Missouri was just they wanted to win that game so much more than Illinois did. Um, yeah. Brad Underwood needs to stop acting like that game doesn't matter. That the rivalry doesn't matter because it matters to us fans, and it should matter to the players. It kind of matters to me. I care about it a lot. I don't want to lose to Missouri because I particularly don't care for Missouri. Exactly. Um, but it pisses <laughs> me off when Illinois loses to a team that they are so much better than. Right. Uh, with a team full of douchebags that should have gone to Illinois. But Ooh, we won't get into that. Some of them you know, tried to. Couldn't handle yeah, it. It's the offseason. We don't have to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, and shout all out right. to Alan Griffin for, like, bumping Tillman and almost starting a brawl. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> um so I had them losing to Arizona, which I think was obvious. They came out firing. And to be honest, they lost to two of my least favorite schools in the country. Yeah. And I think if that Arizona game was played now, that they would win that game. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I Arizona, they were weird. They were like the Purdue <laughs> of the Pac-12. Yeah. They were really good and then really not good. Like if you watched them against Washington, they were awful. But – I don't know. Um, so I had them lose to Miami, which I got. I didn't think that I'd actually get that, but I had a weird feeling. They keep getting these weird things happen to them in these Big Ten ACC games, like against mm-hmm. Notre Dame, when another classic Trent Frazier ball was literally in the hoop to win it and didn't go in. <laughs> yep, yeah. sounds about right. That's the story of what he's been. Uh, Old Dominion had them losing. Like I said, no idea why I did that. That just seems dumb. I was inebriated <laughs> when I picked these, probably <laughs> on some sort of I doubt it. drug. Yeah. Um, I was actually on painkillers. Oh, yeah. Stuff. yeah. It's one of those things. Anyway, Missouri, <laughs> I had them winning, and they did not. So I got three – or I got two wrong, but I did have them going eight and three, which is really all that matters. But um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the non-conference schedule looks like next year. I have a, little, a couple ideas um, of what we could see, maybe some – maybe give them some shout-outs. I don't know how they pick the – does the school – the school picks the schedule, right? They coordinate yeah who they play right yeah mm-hmm. okay so underwood got a bad non-conference schedule so they could yeah. have a good record but little did he know that if they were to lose a quad three game like they did against miami that kills your <laughs> resume right maybe right. he'll figure that out maybe he'll just schedule all quad ones we'll see but in conference play uh we both have them going 11 and 9 so we were two games off because they did go 13 and 7 uh which Unbelievable. is surprising I I don't think anybody thought Illinois would go thirteen and seven, miss winning the Big Ten season championship by one game. Um, yeah, eleven and nine. I, I thought that was a I thought that was a bold prediction myself too because I thought there was a good chance they could go ten and ten or nine and eleven. So 
Yeah. So um, a lot of confidence in this Illinois team. Um, right. And I don't think a lot of people did start off the season. So it's hard, you know, they've been in the dumpster for five years. That's right. But uh, I like wearing my line eye goggles though. So there you go. I <laughs> particularly don't do that a lot, but I can sometimes, um, I do it off the podcast a lot. Like when I'm not doing this, I do it a lot. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, so 11 and nine, the teams that they finished behind in the big 10, two of them. Okay. So they got their asses kicked by Michigan state the first time in East Lansing. Second time, the whole IO thing, they probably should have won that game. They mm-hmm. were getting killed in the first half. Uh, and then Maryland, they should have beaten both times. Let's be honest about something there. Um, they blew the hell out of both of those games. So mm-hmm. that's two more wins they could have had. Um, I don't really want to, you know, make myself hurt even more from all this, but might as well get into it since we're wrapping up the season. And then <laughs> Wisconsin, they did beat them. So props yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, now let's be fair. Wisconsin in January was a little different from Wisconsin in February and March. But You know, I didn't watch them when they were on their eight-game winning streak, but um, apparently watched, they found something out. Well, I watched Indiana and Minnesota just completely fall apart against them. Right. Um, right. Especially Indiana. Indiana had them dead at home. I assume their schedule was a lot weaker than it was. Yeah. Some other people too, but yeah. Um, so just a couple of ones that I got wrong here. I had them losing to us at Wisconsin. Speak of that, and then I had them losing at Purdue and at Michigan, which I thought were good picks. They won both of those games, which is just incredible. Yeah. Um, I had them beating Maryland, which I got wrong, the the game at State Farm Center. And I had them beating Iowa at Iowa. That's weird how I did that. Um, <laughs> and then the last one that I got wrong was the last game of the year. I had them losing Iowa. I probably should have flipped those Iowa picks. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good to go. Yeah, I did that. But so technically, out of the 20 conference games, my winner-loser picks, I got one, two, three, four wrong. No, five wrong. Yeah, I got five wrong. So I had them going 11 and 9. Not That's bad. two off. I had them going 19 and 12 for the season. So I was two off there. So, I mean, hopefully, if I pick them to go like 26 and 4 in the regular season next year, that they'll actually do that for yeah. 26 and 5. And I know our listeners are quit, are smart and quick at math. So they obviously know that I picked them going 21 and 10, which is exactly what they did. So. Yeah, so I win non-conference. We <laughs> we tied because we were both bad at conference, and then overall you beat me. So congrats on that. That's right. And um, I, and if I'm looking at it, I mean, I'm guessing that I got got all of them right. No, I feel like it's pretty impressive <laughs> to predict their non-conference schedule because you don't know how they're going to come out the gates. Right no, now, they're going to play some of these teams. You I know, agree. it's hard. You know how the the weirdest thing in college basketball is you don't a lot of times with teams, especially like. Kentucky, like they always come out slow. Like a lot of teams just come out so slow. You don't know how they're going to fare in non-conference. And I could definitely right. saw a scenario where Illinois loses to like two quad three teams, which they lost yeah. to one. But yeah, yeah, they could have went to Grand Canyon and got beat. You know, that so. was good. That was that was probably the pure basketball. That was probably the best game that they played in non-conference. Like not the game that they played, but like the overall game. If you're just a college basketball binge watcher you're obsessed with it mm-hmm. and you're, you're not rooting for their team that was a really good game and um i can't remember Fun place who, to play uh what what's the tv show malcolm in the middle uh-huh. that, that that dude was at the game i remember that because oh yeah he's a grand canyon fan 
Yeah, we had to watch the friggin' Grand Canyon broadcast. <laughs> Speaking of Grand Canyon, we might as well just say this now. They fired Dan Masterly after this season and hired uh, Bryce Drew. And they the reason that they fired, which is hilarious, the reason that they fired Masterly is because they weren't the next Gonzaga by now. So, you know, <laughs> hey, I don't think anyone would succeed when they say, hey, if you're not the next Gonzaga in the next five years, you're done. Yeah, that's that's tall order for Grand Canyon University. What conference are they in? I should I know this. I don't know. I need to find out. Is it like the uh, Summit? No. West Coast? No. Uh, Mountain West, maybe? Um, Western Athletic? The WAC? Are they in the WAC? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's it's killing me now. Um Western Athletic Conference. Okay, good. I, that was one conference that I forgot, and then I just said it, so I got it right. So, ha. Whack, easy. Okay. So they, they wanted him to make the tournament 20 years in a row and be in the Sweet 16 a bunch and make it to a championship at Grand Canyon. Seriously? Wow. I Rough. cannot imagine being the AD there and saying that. All right. All right. Uh, team leader predictions and points per game. We both said IO and ding, ding, ding. Now, do you have the numbers? Can you, like, pull up the numbers of the leaders? We're not very professional yep. here. No, I got the numbers. I got them written good, down. Good, good. I didn't know. 16.6 points per game. I had 15.2, so I'll count okay. that as a win. Yeah, I think uh, Kofi was in second with 13.3. So Okay, so we're right around there. And I think next mm-hmm. year it's going to be Kofi with, like, 18 or something. So we'll see. Probably. I, if they I'm get not- the ball to him. Yeah, I'm not ready to predict that yet. Maybe we'll actually form an offense around him. But we'll <laughs> yeah. see. Depends yeah. on if Iowa comes back. All right, rebounds. Uh, we both had Kofi. What did he finish with? 8.8 rebounds per game. I had 6.7, so I had yeah. a little bit lower expectations. Definitely had more. Uh, I think that he probably could have averaged about 11 if he had better hands. But um, yeah. I'll take 8.8. 8. 8. Like I said, uh, second to him was – Police with five, so there's a big gap there. My second on the list would have definitely been Georgie going into the season, which I think <laughs> right. everyone would agree with. I think Georgie was like 4.7, and Io was like 4.7. Okay, so. um, assists. We both had Io for that. Yep, 3.3 assists per game. I had 5.2, so I was yeah. a little bit on the high side. A little side low. Not the, uh, not the biggest assist team in the world with I the thought... leader at 3.3. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that we would see like they. Let's just say that they aren't the o four o five team. We'll just leave it at that because all you gotta do is look that up, and you'll see a fifteen pass possession <laughs> that leads to a D for three. That's right. Shout out to them. Um, spoiler alert. All right, <laughs> blocks. Uh, you had Georgie, I had Kofi, and I don't know why you picked Georgie. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Georgie was gonna have a year. Uh, <laughs> Kofi had uh, one point four. Blocks per game. I had 1.1, so, like, come on. Uh, yeah, Georgie had uh, 0.4, and he was tied with Williams for second. So, DeMonte and Georgie both had 0.4 blocks per game. I feel like Kofi turned up his blocking a little bit down the stretch. Didn't he have, like, a six-block game or something? Yeah, he had one six-block game against uh, – Indiana? Indiana, yep, Indiana. Okay, I watch the games. I'm a genius. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So – 
was I going to say? Uh, DeMonte probably had the most impressive blocks, though, I think. Yeah. Where he's biggest, swatting them from Biggest, three. timeliest. Uh, yeah. I think Tevion actually had the best block of the year, though, when he when – he Yep, off the gave, glass. Yeah, when he – I think he took a bad shot, ran all the way down, you know, behind them and caught him and smacked that thing off the glass. Is that Rutgers? Um, Is this like the one game where he actually Yes, played? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. All right. So that's that. Um, I had all four correct. Thank you. You had three of four. Next year, we'll probably ramp that up maybe, go with uh, field goal percentage, all that stuff maybe. We'll yeah, see. Maybe. I mean, overall, I mean it, was, it was really tough to pick. We picked Io. You could pick Io and Kofi for both of them. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was maybe a little bit of a risk. We didn't know how Kofi was going to trade. Right. Future, you know, yep. so yep. Uh, the Io picks were layups, but um, – yeah. I had Illinois finishing sixth in the conference. And I basically, when I did my conference standings, it was basically based on seeding in the Big Ten tournament. So I had them at sixth. They ended up being fourth. What do I know that I had Purdue at third? So whatever. I think if they lose the Iowa game, they're sixth, right? Or are they fifth? Fifth. Yeah, so. fifth. Um, I had seven was... Big Ten teams making the tournament. And if we would have had a tournament, there probably would have been ten. Yeah. And I think there's going to be at least eight next year because it looks like a lot of teams have returning players. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, lastly, for our preseason predictions, under-the-radar studs. And I had Alan Griffin, and I thought he was under-the-radar on a Big Ten spectrum. Easiest pick A national spectrum. And I was a huge (laughs) He literally averaged like 22 points in Italy or wherever they went. Okay, I (laughs) – no, that was, you know, hey, that's not the only reason. I criticized him a lot in his freshman year because you talked about how great of a shooter he was, and I was like, I don't see it. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to throw him on the under the radar because I don't think anyone talked about him going into the season. Did anyone – did Andy Katz ever say, oh, Alan Griffin's going to be so good? And Andy Katz, God, everyone knows he's such a genius when it comes to the Big Ten. Moron. Only when he thinks he's a genius. Uh, my pick was uh, Benjamin Bosman Verdonk, the BBV. Um, he only got to play nine games, averaged 6.2 minutes per game, uh, a solid 1.2 points per game, 1.1 rebounds per game. Yeah, I'm going to give you all the stats. 0.7 <laughs> assists per game, 0.3 Make it stop. steals per game, and 0.2 blocks per game. Um, yes. I think after the nine games, he was in a boot. And uh, I, I think they ended up redshirting him. Uh, I have a, a good feeling that he might be transferring um, with Coleman Hawkins coming in. I don't think there's going to be a spot Telling you right now, Coleman him. Hawkins is going to be the next Georgie. Print it. Yeah. Print it. Yeah, he's going to have a great year. What is he? A, Print it, is he stamp a three? it. He's a three-star, though. Wasn't Georgie a two-star? No, Georgie was a three. It depends on who you ask. Well, true, true. But I go by yeah, so so yeah, big flop by me, I guess, because I didn't take the easy you know, pick with Alan Griffin. Okay, when bad. he played, when Verdonk played, his defense I thought was pretty good. Yeah, That's he, I, he, I, I'm gonna say I was underwhelmed with him when he did play, though. Well, I'm, he, I'm, I'm just I gonna mean, say that. I do you think if he was there the whole season that he would end up with more minutes than Hamlin? Because I feel like he would have. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he was averaging 6.2, so, I mean, he was getting playing time. I don't know if anybody else was, you know, in that in that over five category besides the guys that played all the time. How many minutes did Griffin play his freshman year? Because you could tie that into under-the-radar stud if he didn't play that much. <laughs> True. I feel like we're going to eliminate this category for next season because I also was going to write down Andres Feliz, but then that's just mean. Um, 
Let's see. It's too easy at that point. Yeah, Ver- Verdonk after besides Kibber, Kibber averaged 14, Verdonk averaged 6.2, Tevion averaged 5.2, Hamlin's 4.1, and then nobody else really matters. Underwood. Um, what are the average? Underwood, 3.2. Oh, my God. Yeah, Imagine a world where Tevion Jones averages only two more minutes than Tyler Underwood. I mean, come on. Uh, let me just let me just uh unreal what did you ask me about uh, what was griffin's griffin's last year freshman year yeah oh let me see last year he averaged 8.1 minutes per game under 10 minutes shot 38 percent under the radar stud thank you 30 percent from three valid pick six percent 60 percent from the free throw line valid 1.6 1.6 rebounds. So, and then this is his numbers this year: 18.1, 48.3% from the field, 41.6 from three, 86% from the free throw line, and four and a half rebounds. That so. screams valid pick to me. I feel like that's a valid. Except pick. everybody knew it. No one knew that. No, maybe Illini fans knew that. And let me speaking I mean, of Illini fans, let me just say this: If you're an Illini fan and you're commenting on Andy Katz's stuff, saying "Thank you, man, you had our back the whole season," Illini wrong. Nation, you get the hell out of there with that. <laughs> if you do that, you I, I don't want to get too mad at any Illini fans because we like you guys. We are a part of that. We don't want to, you know, lose listeners over this. But yeah, let's, let's, let's not lose listeners. Andy Katz is a fraud, and I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see. I'm going to track his entire go, go back to episode. What episode was that? When you I don't know, out? but it was it was a while ago. But I'll do it again, okay? <laughs> I want to see what he thinks about Illinois' team next year because I don't know but, why yeah. we care so much about what he thinks. It's not you called him. You called him out after he literally jumped off the bandwagon three games in. I think yeah. it was after they got beat by Miami, right? He did it like 17 different times, and everyone's True. acting like he rode Illinois the entire season. He rode them when they were winning down when the stretch. How hard is that sure. to do? <laughs> right. And he acts like he's – since he works for Big Ten Network or whatever, and he works for the com somehow. That was a little too far, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All right. He acts like since he works for the Big Ten that he can be so high on these Big Ten teams. He knows so much about them. Stop it. He doesn't. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Moving on from Andy Katz. Uh, <laughs> Every ten episodes, I'm gonna give him a little something, you know. That's fine. That's fine. We should have him as a guest this summer. You think he'd come on? No, not after the way he talk about him. If he had any stones, he'd come on and defend himself. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, like off the radar. Not even like any preparation for this. I'm gonna ask you on the spot. I was looking for the word there for a couple minutes. Um, Three biggest things from the 2019-20 season. Just random three things that were huge, that really stood out to you on the spot. Make it happen. My three biggest things. Um, I would say uh, probably Io coming back for the Penn State game and putting up like 24 points um, after Illinois was seriously falling apart. Um I'm going to say this just because it sticks out in my mind. It has nothing to do with the season, but Frazier making that three-quarter shot against Nebraska because I was in the building for that. Probably something I'll never forget. Um, probably the last one would probably be, oh, man, probably holding Purdue to 37 points. Okay. 
Um, so. <laughs> I'm writing those down for memories when we do this next year. So you can keep talking about it for a sec. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, basically all of IO's just final shots would be on mine. I mean, he did it at what Michigan, uh, Rutger against Rutgers against Indiana against Wisconsin against Penn state. I mean, I, how many, how many times did he just finish it off? Um, and then DeMonte, we talked about him being the, you know, oh, I didn't say anything about DeMonte. Uh, <laughs> defense, we were talking about defense, and uh, just holding Purdue to 37 points at home was unreal for me. So, Okay, so mine are going to be um, – Wait, can I add one more? Go can ahead. I do four? Kofi's blocked in the, in the season would probably be – that would probably be number one for me. Sorry. Um. I'm trying to make two into one here. I'm trying to cheat a little bit. Um, my first one is Michigan at Michigan. I owe 27 points um, and just a ridiculous shot from the free throw line in Xavier Simpson's yeah. face. Yep. Great defense by Great Simpson. Yep. And that was a moment where I was sitting behind my chair just peeking over because I was like, oh, my God. They're gonna go all the time. And that was also sweeping Michigan for the season, which, yeah. you know. I, uh, I I ran through the house and hit my elbow on the door running around the house Worth after it. he made that shot. So um, and there, that was I, also, there were so many good good things. Like three is so limiting. Well, I'm just trying to you know <laughs> keep it rolling. I feel like yeah, I know because you keep talking about because you keep going on rants about Andy Katz and it makes for Dan good Marley. content. <laughs> makes for good content. All right, so that. That was also relief from Dan Dockage, by the way, in that game. I remember texting you saying, you know, pretty good compared to Dan Dockage. But we will <laughs> yeah. not get into that whole thing. Well, let's not that do that. Get ugly. All right. Um, the Kofi dunk against Northwestern at Northwestern where he just went insane. And I also had another dunk in there, which is Kofi's dunk um, where he bodied Kreener in that last game of the season on the oh, alley-oop. Yeah. yeah. And then um, – also, quick with Kofi uh, was the two free throws that he hit against Michigan State to keep them in the game were huge. I just that's not really that doesn't really count, but I wanted to give him a quick <laughs> shout out for that. Okay. And the last yeah. one, I'm surprised you didn't talk about this. What Griffin did against Northwestern? Yeah, his twenty. That was points. as good a shooting as you're going to see. Of a I second already half. talked about that earlier. And the most, though, so. I don't remember that. The most unfortunate <laughs> thing about that, and I don't want to do this again. You can turn the podcast off right now if you were really annoyed with me about this. Everyone <laughs> listening, Andy Cast did that Northwestern game. I really enjoyed that game, though. Yeah, so I, I don't really. Okay, I think Andy Cast when he does color commentating, he's better than Dan Dockage. I'll give him that. So there you go. Which you know, how hard is that? But anyway. Yeah, um, and, and the, this isn't doesn't count towards the towards the three, but just Illinois finishing fourth in the Big Ten with a chance to win, to, you know, to tie for first. I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. And then Illinois, uh, the AP poll kit just came out um, for the final one. Illinois finished twenty one in the AP poll, which was the first time they finished in the last AP poll uh, ranks since two thousand six. Just a couple of recaps from the season. Um, the, pretty, pretty big for Illinois. There were, Illinois had a lot of things this year that it was like 
Not since 05, not since 09, not since 13. And that so. gives you hope that maybe the program is back. Right. Yep. Now, it feels like they're back, but next year's going to be big because you know what? The expectations ramp up just a bit more. Right. And, and I just hope that they play well because I love you, Illinois fans, but you guys jump off the bandwagon quick. <laughs> it's like a bunch of Andy Katz clones. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I okay. That was. I think a lot of people like that, and they'd probably be okay with that. But yeah, true. I'm, maybe I'm a little too harsh on Andy Katz. Maybe true. I'm doing it for content. You never know. Content. I do follow him on Twitter, but I'm not a fan. Crazy. Just, yeah. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. All right. I had something to say, but I forgot. Um. Now. Okay. Now I got it. Okay. Uh. If they won a game in the tournament or lost in the first round, would they be in the top twenty-five at the end? No. Probably not. Even if they won one game and lost in round two, you think they'd be in? Mm, possibly. What were they? What were they um, after the Iowa game, or in, at, during the Iowa game? Twenty second, twenty third. I don't think they moved. Twenty one. They won the the Iowa game and they stayed at twenty one. Okay, I believe so they. Yeah, they. I don't know. I, it I, doesn't even matter. <laughs> I put. I would put uh, a small fortune on that. That what i just said all right cool uh, <laughs> recruiting talk uh recruiting and transfer talk we'll get into that um i know you have stuff written down for this yeah yeah just a little so. stuff yeah um just the transfer portal starting to open up everybody seems to be uh going into it um i am gonna say that i follow tavion jones on the twitters he has not said that he's leaving I have a strong feeling that he may leave. Uh, he uh, posted on Twitter a uh, picture, uh, not in his Illinois gear, because his last few profile pictures have been in his Illinois gear. But uh, it said, got a clear view, not looking in my rear view. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. That might be a quote from a song or something that I just don't know. But uh, seems to me like he's, he's maybe leaving. Um, and I wouldn't blame him one bit, uh, after he played that 15 minutes or whatever, that one game, uh, never saw the floor again. I don't know if he did something else. I don't know what's going on in that situation. If Underwood's just trying to force him out without forcing him out, or maybe he messed up again and they just didn't want to, you know, deal with it. I don't know. So, um, Illinois had – there are three transfers that Illinois is already in contact with. Um, Pittsburgh's Trey McGowan's is transferring. Wichita State's Jamarius Burton is transferring. And Ohio State's DJ Carton is transferring. Three guards. Um, there is talk of a, a four-man, a wing player, but he likes to play the, the – he likes to play the two-spot instead. I can't remember his name. I didn't screenshot it, so I didn't write it down. I apologize. Um, but those are the three guys they're talking to right now that I know of. Now, um, so that means that they don't want Khalil Whitney, I guess? I, I don't know what Whitney's doing. Does anybody know what he's doing yet? I don't know. Why would he go to Kentucky, then go to Illinois? Just whatever. Um, right. He seems like he'd be a completely logical fit, though. So, whatever. Um so I want to talk about DJ Carton because I think he would be an absolute get at Illinois. Now it only makes sense if IO leaves, if Tevion transfers probably because he is a guard 
and they already have a ton of guards. They already have at least four guaranteed guards that played this year or are recruits coming in, which would be Miller, Curbelo, Frazier, and um, right. who's the other one that I'm trying to think of? DeMonte's a guard, but I don't really count him. Is it three or four? I don't Miller? know. I already said to him, didn't I? Oh, did Miller, Frazier, Williams, and then I guess the transfers that came in the year before. Now yeah, with Granderson and Hutchinson. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I, that they're not – both of them are not – one of them will play, but the other one doesn't. It would be my yeah, sense. Yeah. Especially if they got DJ Carton. If they got DJ Carton, he's only 6'2", so he would probably be like a sixth man type of deal or maybe start, I don't know. Uh, I doubt he comes here anyway because I'm about to go over all the schools interested in him. Mm-hmm. And even though yeah. I'd say Illinois, I don't think there, I don't think there's a chance he's coming. But yeah. he's um, he's one that they're. Ta- I I was just throwing out because they're talking to him. Yeah, a little bit. So about. there is uh, 13 schools um, that are interested. It's Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Creighton, DePaul, Georgia Tech, Illinois, <laughs> Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, Seton Hall and USC. So a couple takeaways. He's from Iowa. They have a lot of non-Midwest schools interested, a few Midwest schools, a lot of teams on the West Coast or the East Coast, like Seton Hall and Creighton being a couple of Big East teams interested. DePaul, which is, of course, in Illinois, they are interested as well. Um, Georgia Tech would be a, uh, what are they, the ACC team that's interested. I, I would bet the house on him not going to Georgia Tech, just for the record. Um, Alabama, Arkansas, and Auburn, three SEC teams interested. Um, Oregon and USC, a couple of Pac-12 teams interested. And then your Big Ten teams, Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois interested, and Oklahoma, of course. So, I mean, as long as he doesn't stay in the Big Ten, I, I'm cool with whatever. Yeah. I don't, him going to Minnesota and Nebraska, it wouldn't really <laughs> – move the needle per se right but he would be a stud there yep we'll see um we'll see what happens um the other other thing that i had the only other thing i have is uh brand somebody i can't remember what reporter talked to brandon weston um who is a player with miller at morgan park and there is he is talking about maybe reclassifying to the class of 2020 he said that he would know in the next couple months what his decision is so that'll be interesting if he decides to do that. I don't know if Illinois would have a scholarship for him. I I don't understand all this reclassification stuff and how kids can just be like, I'm going to be a senior now and go straight to college. But apparently it's something that you can do. Um, I wasn't a good enough athlete myself in high school <laughs> to know what that even means. So, <laughs> But yeah, so that's, that's the other thing is Weston may be coming next year if Illinois gets him. I don't know. It's, Do it's like crazy. really good golfers and, reclassify? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But we'll and see. then uh, Miller was once again was, was recorded saying that he can't wait to sign for Illinois once again, just for the people that are still out there worrying. I um, swear he's messing with us. He he talked about how Illinois is his home and he can't wait to be here. So okay, so things on reclassifying. What I know, okay. usually the people who reclass are like the cream of the crop your top 10 guys because didn't there's a player, a huge big time recruit a couple of years ago that reclassed to Duke or something. Like I think no the guys, that I didn't even know it was a thing until we started doing these podcasts, honestly. <laughs> okay. Re I'm going to find this reclass NCAA basketball. So Weston is 99th overall and he's a four star 
in his class, 27th in um, in uh, shooting guard position. He is 6'5", so it'd be another guard, um, which I don't love that. Yeah, uh, I, Illinois is saturated in guards, but if he – I don't know. I, does he come in a red shirt? I don't know how it works. He so. would not do that, would he? <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. Okay, so, so I'm reading that it means they reclassified their graduation year to either spend an extra year in high school, normally for players who are young for their grade level, or spend a year less, normally for players who are old for their grade level or project to be good enough to play in college while younger. That tells me nothing. Like, who is saying that? <laughs> uh, I yep. thought it was going to be a little bit better. Um, I'm trying to find people who – didn't R.J. Barrett reclass? I'm trying to think here. Let's I don't know. See. R.J. Barrett was born in 2000, so if he – let me think here. Um, born in 2000, went to Duke. Eh, I, I think that means that he would have reclassed, right? Because if he um, – High school – I mean, no one really cares about this, but I want to find out. <laughs> You really, dude, we cannot do late night podcasts anymore. You just go, you just go off the cuff way too much. It's the end of the day. <laughs> I'm just, this could be the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, high school career. Okay. So he, he was a freshman, then a sophomore, then a junior. That's how high school goes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, let's see. Did he. Was he ever a senior? Is, is I don't even, it doesn't even say whatever. Okay. Hey, All somebody right. that knows that, hit us up. Let us know, okay? I won't be able to sleep because of this. Well, you can. We can find it after we get done. My head's spinning. All right. Um, they need. <laughs> they need big men to come here. They need a yes. four. They yes. Need Jonathan Kuminga, the number one player in twenty twenty one. If Andre Corbello is listening, and you have to think that he is, and I'm sure. Him listening is not helping him wanting to come here because I sound like a moron. <laughs> but if he's listening, get your boy Kuminga. Yeah. To come to Illinois. Yeah, and they had they had that eighteen eighteen eighteen. I don't know how to say his Excuse name. Excuse me. <laughs> come, he came for the Indiana game. Etn or no, he came for the Iowa game. ETN? Mac Mac Etn. They call him Big Mac. Let's just call him Big Mac. How's that sound? <laughs> Anyways, he's coming in twenty twenty one. I got what, a good feeling. What, what is what stars is he? <laughs> uh three star. Maybe okay, that doesn't move the needle for me, but <laughs> maybe he'll be good. You never know. I mean, the uh, coaching and stuff. Um, I guess that's all I had on. Re- that's all we had on recruiting and yeah. Transfers. You wanted to talk about Miller ah, and Curbella fitting in with Io, though. Forgot about that. All right, yes. so let's do that. Let's say Io stays. Eighteen is a four star, by the way. That'll Just work. That'll play. Throwing that out there. What position does it say? Power forward. Uh, center, six ten, center, two twenty. Don't he, like that. He has liked what they have done with uh, Kofi. So, what, is he saying that if he came here, that means Kofi would be gone? He's the number eight center right now uh, okay. in his class. So, if he came here, would Kofi be gone? Uh, yeah. Well, would he be gone? I, I assume Kofi is going to be gone after next year. So, yes. So, you're saying that Kofi is going to be like the Oturu type, plays two years and goes? I think so. That would suck. I believe so. I don't try know. To, it depends how much better he gets between yeah. this year and next year, try which to, I think he's going to get a lot better. Like I think, think Kofi yeah. is going to be dominant next year. 
hopefully. Oh. Um, how, try to body Illinois if they had ETN <laughs> Kofi as the four and the five. Good yeah. luck. Yep. That would be slow, though, so I'd be a little worried about that. But anyway, um, we are really, really – Miller, <laughs> Miller and Cabrillo. <All> right. <laughs> With Io. Okay, so let's say Io State. With Io. Your okay. lineup is Io, Miller, Frazier, Griffin and Kofi. This is just, it's not going to happen. I don't even know. Um, because I don't really see, I don't love the idea of having two left-handed shooters in the lineup. But now it doesn't yes. really, you know. Does that it matter? It doesn't matter at all. I just okay. don't it's like it. Like, it's it's not like a lefty playing third base or something. Yeah, but it's weird. Like two okay. lefty shooters. I really have DeMonte start with <laughs> Frazier on the bench because you got to start Miller. I'm telling you right now, Miller is going to be Big Ten freshman of the year yeah, next year. I, I think I think you're right. Um, okay, so does Miller fit with Io? I don't know. I think a so. About that. I just they're going to be able to run, you know, crazy, crazy in and outs. I guess because I mean you're going to have Griffin and Frazier and Io. If you have Io, and then you have Curbelo and you have Demonte. Yeah, I don't know. They got a lot of guards. They and have you got too many guards. Hutcherson, I think, is the one that we think is going to play. Why more. did those guys go to Illinois? I don't understand that. Why did they come to Illinois? Yeah, they're not going to get to play that much. There's so many guards in. I them. think that that they're. I mean, having a having guys with experience rather than a freshman coming in is a big difference. I mean, just look at Io from last year to this year. You know. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. Yeah. I think it would make things a lot I think easier. this team, if he leaves, right? That's yep. what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree completely. I just, with all this stuff going on, with, you know, every with everything getting pushed back, I don't know if he can leave. I don't but, know. It's it's college basketball. Talent is talent. It'd be nice to have the best talent and having Io stay. But the problem is you got 47 guards on a 12-man roster or whatever. So, yeah figure that out good luck to underwood trying to balance all eight guards or whatever i mean they have if i were to stay you have it'd be crazy like six guards who should be playing in college basketball yep. Demonte, io frazier miller Curbelo. that's five right there at least one of the transfers would play you would think that's six so that's six and then you run a and so you run a three guard or a four guard center lineup. I mean, you could get by with that. I don't like if if it's four guards. Who are you throwing in there? Like, I think Demonte would have to start if it were four guards, uh-huh. and then I guess Frazier, and then then you go back to the two lefties things, and it kind of gets weird for me. <laughs> Frazier, Miller, and Griffin is who I would start. Is Griffin a guard? I mean, he's a. I I what else would he be? I don't know. It looks like he's like a he looks like a three small forward. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, he's a shooter. He doesn't play the. He doesn't play like a three. You don't have to play like a three to be a three. <laughs> okay. He's six. They five. list him as a guard. See, six five. He's a guard. Now the good thing is, at least all the guards aren't like six two and under. Like Io's got some yeah. length if he were to stay. I mean, this is all hypothetical because he's probably right. not going to stay. But Griffin six five. Um, what's Miller like six three, six four? I think he's six four, six four one ninety eight. Yeah, I believe. Sounds right. Can you <laughs> look at his weight for me? That's awful uh, specific for you not having any idea. <laughs> six four one ninety eight, six four one eighty eight, something like that. Go to Rivals. They have the I'm correct. going 6'3", 170. All right. 
That's two four seven sports though, so you don't like yeah, that. Yeah, do rivals six four one eighty eight or something. I don't think that's maybe I just dreamed that that was I don't know. You thought he was big, huh? I thought he was six four because you know naturally six three one seventy. Okay, I, whatever. Um, naturally in high school, you know, you get bigger if you're a basketball player. Like Anthony Davis was like six foot and his freshman year and then he comes out six eleven, you know? Yeah. And didn't we read about Obi Toppin how he went from like six two to six nine in like yeah. a year? Yep. Yeah, things happen. But anyway. All right. That was a wasted five minutes about having him over there. So all right. Um on to the next thing. This yeah. Yeah. This is this is all you schedule talk, right? What might the 2020-21 schedule look like? And I've been, you know, doing some due diligence here, talking to some people, trying to figure out what they might do. Um now I can't name my sources because they aren't to be named, but I have one confirmation on what um or someone that they will definitely play next year, which this is common knowledge. I don't think that everyone you know pays attention to this stuff but they did sign to do a home and home with arizona so they will play arizona on december 12th at the state yeah. farm center so a little bit of a chance for revenge there you got to think illinois is in a better spot um in december Arizona's gonna lose nico right i mean they're, they're gonna, gonna lose be... Mannion. they're gonna lose smith they're gonna okay. lose zeke naji they're gonna lose a lot of guys so okay. you would think that illinois should beat them and sean miller can't stand him. I don't want to lose to him two years in a row. And I don't even know how he's still there, but we won't get into that. That's a whole coaching scandal thing. Speaking of which, congrats to my man, Rick Pitino, getting hired at Iona. Quick shout out there. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. I would think that Underwood and whoever does the schedule stuff, is it Underwood? I mean, I know you said I know. I'm guessing it's the AD. No, it, I don't know. If it's him, then he's going to schedule it like Io's coming back since it seems like maybe he's confident in that. <laughs> he he wants him back, that's for sure. Well, I would want him back too. Talent is talent. We all know that. All right. I Sorry. think that they would add a couple of harder potential quad one games, like a couple other high major games that they'd play because the only one that they played last year in terms of being a good high major team was Arizona because Missouri is not. Miami is not. Other yeah. than that, they played freaking Linden when they beat them by 700. So, you know, they got to yeah. make it. They gotta play I'm guessing better, they will. I don't think play he. Better mid-majors. Yeah. I think he needed a, I think he needed to have a good year just to kind of calm everybody down. So that's why he made it a little weaker. Um, now, it's easy to say that he doesn't care, but I do think that Underwood cares about being at Illinois unless he's really good at just. Yeah, he says he loves it, like so. Well, I mean, Oklahoma State fans might say differently, but right, whatever. I agree. I agree. I wonder what Stephen F. Austin fans think of him. We should like have a Stephen sure F. Austin fan him. on the podcast in like August or something, where we're just out of ideas. Yeah. Look that up. I'll figure it out. All right, the non-conference was harder. His and Underwood's second year at Illinois. I think it was his second year uh-huh. um, in eighteen nineteen because they played at Maui. They played Gonzaga. They should have won that game. Another case of that was that game was wild because number one, Bill Walton was on the call, which you know things get crazy there. If you think this podcast is going off the off the rails here, <laughs> watch a Bill Walton game. I mean, it's good content. But, yeah, um, um, but Frazier, yeah. I- Frazier dominated that Gonzaga game, and that was early Io. So Io wasn't really doing very much in non-conference right. um, in either of the years he was here, but especially his first year. So Frazier right. dominated that Gonzaga game. They should have won that. Do uh, you think? I mean, do you think now that Illinois is relevant that they get they're they're probably going to get invited to one of these early tournaments, right? 
how did they get invited to Maui the one year? I don't know how it works. Maybe they'll get invited again. <laughs> I, I, I'm just assuming that they, if they do get invited, they would go to one of them. Who was the Big Ten team at Maui this year? Wasn't it Michigan State or something? Uh, I believe. I feel like you have to have like your token Big Ten. <clears throat> Yeah. 2019 Maui. If I look that up, that's exactly what pops up. Is that the only thing that happens there? Probably. It's okay, Maui. so Michigan State was there, yeah. And um, yeah. it was Michigan State, Georgia, Dayton, Virginia Tech, Kansas, Chaminade. It's usually pretty good. BYU, UCLA. So you got what, a um, – a West Coast. And Illinois team. goes to that every so many years. So maybe they're contracted to go every four years or whatever. When was the last time Illinois was in it before 18, 19? I don't know. I know they went a couple okay. times with Gross, didn't they? Yeah. I'm they already sure announced they the 2020 field. They won Valley. it Gross's first year, right? They went in 2013. Something like that. So Indiana is the Big Ten team in it next year. Okay. So maybe Illinois will be in something else. <laughs> Uh, Alabama, Davidson, Indiana, North Carolina, Providence, Stanford, Texas, and UNLV. That's a pretty good feel for next year. Um, but I mean, if the, being in one of those can definitely boost your resume and the amount of good wins right. you can get. Um, yeah. Illinois won it in 2012. Yeah. So I'm looking through so some every of the, six years, some of the 2020 21 college basketball early season tournaments see if Illinois is in any of them, but I don't think they are. Uh, Nebraska's in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Penn State's in the Charleston Classic. Okay. So those are already done, done, yeah. did. Gotcha. Makes sense. Michigan's in one. Um, yeah, I don't – Minnesota's in one. Looks like everyone in the Big Ten except for Illinois is in one. <laughs> Wisconsin, Northwestern's in the Hall of Fame Classic. What have they done that's Hall of Fame-esque? <laughs> Purdue, Ohio State. So Illinois is not. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm really – oh, they are. Okay. I can confirm everyone. So Confirm it. Who is it? What is it? Let's do this. All right. Your hosts of the Emerald Coast Classic. Emerald Coast. I already lost the page. Give me a sec. <laughs> and I can't tell if this is like – it says something about Florida. Is that going to be in Florida then, I guess? Is that what that means? I, because it says uh, something about hosts and visitors. I lost the page. I'm doing this. You are not announcing <laughs> this. I got this. I'm, I'm just seeing where it is. Florida. I'm losing the page. The Emerald Coast is in Destin, Florida. All right. So that means that it would be there, right? I don't know. But they yes, don't know. Yes, I would assume. Um, so it says November 27th and 28th. So it's only a two-day thing. So I wonder if like – it's not even really a tournament. You just play each other. Can't, it's at campus site. So, yeah, you just play one of these teams, I guess. Um, but your teams, the host teams, Florida will host a game. Illinois will host a game. Iowa State will host a game. And Oregon will host a game. So, Illinois would play one of these four. And this is so relevant because none of these teams are good. Um, <laughs> Alabama A&M out of the SWAC. McNeese State out of the Southland. North Florida out of the Atlantic Sun and ULM Warhawks, um, Louisiana Monroe, I believe, out of the Sun Belt. So, so my, do you travel for that? I think you just play a home game, and there's four games on Friday – or two games on Friday and two games on Saturday. They just call it that 
for some reason. But Well, Underwood said the Emerald Coast Classic is a great event and will be a great time for our players. We look forward to playing against good competition and be able to play in front of our strong Florida alumni base. Okay. We're excited to play in the 2020 Emerald Classic in Emerald Coast Classic in Florida. This is probably going to be like a two-hour podcast, but let me just look up the 2019 first, one. First and second round games will be played on campus sites with four third-round games oh, played November 27th. Yep. Consolation okay, so round games are scheduled November 28th with a third place and championship game set for November 29th. Is that for 2020, I guess? Does it say that? Uh yeah, because they have the 2019 champion. This is on fightingalina.com. How does this work? Like it's saying okay, so maybe okay. Let's think here. So the 2019 <laughs> one had eight teams, and I guess I this is so confusing. I don't know. Florida State won this year's with they, Purdue as the runner. Yeah. Okay. So is Illinois it like they, played in it back in 2015 when they were the runner up? So. Okay, so is it like you play one of the visiting teams on your campus site game, and the winner of that goes to Florida? Uh, it said first and second rounds will be played on campus sites, so I don't know if they have that figured out yet. Okay, so your first and second <laughs> round games are campus sites. Uh-huh. Um, so then, here's, how, here's how it worked in 2018. Cincinnati beat NC Central, then they beat Western Michigan, and then – NC Cent, this is so confusing. I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> okay. So basically, Anyways. <laughs> Illinois is probably going to play like McNeese State or something yes. in that. But Illinois, yeah, they're going to play they somebody bad State. at home, and then they're going to go to Florida and play teams like Oregon and Florida and Iowa State. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that really, really spun my head quickly. Uh-huh. Um, during Thanksgiving weekend, so – That'll be fun. The last time I remember them in a Thanksgiving weekend thing, they got the break speed off them by West Virginia. Hopefully. It was like uh, four years they ago. They just announced this January 16th. So good, good, good find. Good job. I'm a genius. Thank you. Um, I know that Michigan and Oregon have like a bunch of games set up. So Oregon beat Michigan. So that's kind of a Oregon's pretty good against the Big Ten type thing. You could say yeah. that. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I think that the schedule is going to be harder it's really hard to figure out who they're going to play in the big 10 because i don't think they even have the big I, opponents set up yet yeah i don't know we'll have to look into that if we find that out we'll we'll talk about it next next yeah, i assume that they'd like play wisconsin at home next yep. year something like that whatever it's a whole yep. whole big thing but um so i guess we'll end it here with the uh, off-season schedule i i have uh i have just a couple things interesting notes about the Illini because there is no basketball uh kendall gill posted yesterday on twitter that if shaq would have came on his official visit back in 1989 or whenever it was and the weather would have been warmer shaq said that he would have came to illinois just so you know you guys think about that well, uh, it's <laughs> more depressed even though i wasn't alive then it'd be yeah cool. Um, Illinois, uh, the futures have opened for who wins the tournament next year. Illinois opened at 50 to one odds, which I thought were pretty good for Illinois. And then, uh, you can watch fake March madness. We've been doing it a little bit. Uh, uh, college basketball on YouTube is doing one. And then, um, there's another one over at Twitch, twitch.tv, uh, backslash Corona March madness. Free plug. 
watch it. So I, I'm not plugging in. I'm not doing it. I'm free plug. Doing, I'm doing brackets for it though. So if anybody wants to buy those before games start at like two o'clock tomorrow, the NCAA is gonna arrest you. <laughs> they can't arrest me. I'm not running it. So, anyways, just thought I'd throw that out there. If you guys are missing sports like everybody else is. There's uh there are places to watch fake sports. So. It's been a nice break, couple of days not having to stress over sports, but then in like two days I'm just gonna be going nuts. Uh-huh. It's been over a week though, so it's been pretty tough. But uh, off season schedule wise, we still really don't know what we're gonna do. We have firm plans to uh, you know maybe lock in a couple of uh, guests, do some yeah. interview stuff over the summer. We'll see how that we're goes. Try, we're gonna try our best to bring you quality content in the off season. Yeah, and we'll talk a lot about recruiting and uh, you know signing day is what never gonna happen now. April is actually know gonna how happen. That works. We'll I mean, you don't have to go anywhere to sign a piece of paper, right? I guess not. <laughs> and also, just real quick, since it's not going to happen, but if Underwood's PR people are listening, hit us up. We'd like to get them on. We won't go at them. We'll ask them good questions. We like That's Underwood right. right now at this point. <laughs> uh, his approval rating is pretty high among Illini fans. That's right. Um, the only thing I would ask him probably that might be a little bit on the edge would probably be something like, would you leave for Kansas State? Right. True. Which I think that's a good question. I'd yeah. love to hear if he sugarcoats his answer. He gives us a real answer. Yeah. We'll see. But so, let me just go ahead. So what did you say? We're going to have one after signing day if they have it. But if not, we're going to do like monthly. Is that the plan? I don't know. It's it's going to be random. You need to follow me on Twitter at Ethan Carter SW. Free plug there. Free plug. Or we could follow you. You don't have to follow me. At embalming you, right? Yeah. E-M-B-A-L-M-I-N-U. There you go. Yes, sir. Um, now, let me ask you for a prediction here. Who do you think they're going to play in the ACC Big Ten Challenge? Just just on the spot, just guess. Who am I picking them? I hope it's Florida State. Okay, because I know you're a uh, former future alum there. <laughs> I went a semester there. I'll, there I'll take the alumniism. There you go. Now, they should hire Deion Sanders as their football coach, but that's a whole big thing there. Um, and I still can't stop thinking about that Shaq thing. So that's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Kendall Gill. I apparently somebody interviewed him. And isn't it a? It's Shaq a video, said, so. right? Yeah, I didn't I watch, watch it. That. I, I was, I was too sad when I heard Shaq it. is one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, that would how awesome would that have been if Shaq would have came? I think it would have been right after the flying line I was done, but right around that. Well, someone said you got the year wrong. They weren't the flying line I then and then that year, Kendall yeah. Gill said, Yeah, we were, bro. <laughs> we weren't um, not not ever the flying line. It wasn't just one year, buddy. Yeah. So I know that they reserve like the do I know they reserve Duke to play like Wisconsin or one of the other big tier schools right now in the big 10 for the big 10 ACC challenge. But uh-huh. I hope Illinois plays Duke. Um, but That'd if I had to cool. guess, I'd say something like Pittsburgh. It would be, they, they're Illinois an away game this year, right? For that. Cause they played Miami at home. Yeah. So. And the year for that, they played Notre Dame. Um, be on the road. So it would have to be somebody that was on the road last year. Now you're gonna make me look something up before end it, which we got time real quick. <laughs> we got time. I mean, we're just we're just rolling, running on an hour and twenty minute into the end of the year. I mean, we this is the right. last one, folks. You gotta you gotta enjoy this, right? Okay, we'll be back so. in like a week or two, probably randomly. Oh, yeah. Something will come up. Sure, we'll be back whenever there's hot news dropping. We'll All right, definitely so, be throwing pots. Yeah, up. Duke was at Michigan State. 
So okay. I'll just throw out the possibility. There you go. I like it. I'll throw out the possibilities. Um, Florida State. Okay. Wake Forest. Yeesh. Clemson. Duke. Virginia. Now, I left two teams off there, which would be Notre Dame and Miami, because they played them the last two years. I don't think they're going to play them again. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of hard a lot of competition. teams, yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome if they got one of them. I think that um, going to Cameron Indoor would be bad for them, but it'd be a yeah. good test, I guess. Yeah, and I don't know if they're – I mean – it depends on how how well they're ranked going into the season. I think um, what happens to IO things like that if they get a pull because if IO comes back, this team is top ten, top five preseason. I don't know though. I feel like a lot of people aren't that high on them. Like Rothstein had them like forty first without IO. I don't. Wow. Now I, I know a lot okay. of people. I I think that he's one of the greats that covers the game. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people criticized him over those rankings, and I would too, just because I think dropping them in March is a little much, uh, a little depressing that he has to do that. <laughs> sure. But let me just, uh, since I'm looking at this right now. A lot of things can change, especially transfers. Yep. I mean, if yep. Illinois picks up a, a transfer, Ooh. but they're going to have to sit a year. So that's a big thing we'll have to discuss sometime too. But. Yeah, especially with the fact that there's 7,000 guys transferring this <laughs> right. year. So. Right. Um, so 2015 to 2019, the Big Ten ACC Challenge. In 2015, the Big Ten won eight to six. So you're feeling good. Then you go to 2016, and the ACC wins it nine to five. And you know what? It gets worse from there. 2017, the ACC wins it um, 11 to three. Um, and then they tied, I believe, in 2018, seven seven. And then last year, the Big Ten eight to six wins. So the Big Ten's coming off a win. Now the three wins that they got in 2017, when they lost 11 to three in that was um, Purdue beat number 17, Louisville. Um, uh, let's see, where am I at here? Uh, Nebraska <laughs> beat Boston College, and then Michigan State beat Notre Dame, and that was a top-five matchup. Um, now, I don't know if Illinois would actually play Wake Forest, though, because they did play Wake Forest that year and lost to them. So Illinois lost three Big Ten AC Challenge games in a row. Uh, did they lose the year before that, though? That's the real question because I didn't look at that. It looks like last year's uh, matchups came out June 6th. So, Which, you know, it could be August 6th at this rate. But, so, <laughs> right. Um, right. So the year before that, Illinois beat NC State. And then the year before that, the year that uh, Illinois or uh, the Big Ten won, um, Illinois did not emerge victorious. They lost to Notre Dame again. So I guess they played Notre Dame twice. Maybe they will play like Wake Forest or something. Of course they do that. They wouldn't give – now, if Io comes back, we'll Illinois see. should get a prime time, but they're not going to know we'll by the see. time they announce that. So yeah. we'll see. All right, we'll update you on our schedule throughout the offseason. Hope everyone is doing okay with the fact that the season ended the way that it did. Yep. But uh, you can pay attention to my Twitter because I am going to be starting the serious prep of the 2020-21 season throughout the entire country. I got all my sheets ready. I'm about to start doing that next week. I'll tweet that stuff. I'll post that stuff left and right. We'll have a huge <laughs> off season of hopefully some interviews, some recruiting discussions, some, uh, I don't know, maybe a lot we'll, of content. We'll get wild with it. Maybe we'll a lot see. Of content but, um, still. if you even, do enjoy even it, off season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you do enjoy it, make sure you hit like rate, subscribe, comment, rate, subscribe, like, 
backwards um right. all that stuff do it all we got like a thousand platforms we're on and uh yeah so it'll be tweeted i gave our twitter plugs earlier hopefully you were listening at that point you didn't <laughs> turn me off because the end <laughs> thing but we will see you whenever we see you in a couple yeah. weeks hopefully for episode number 21 stay safe everybody <laughs>